everyone, and welcome to Coffee Time. We're so glad to have you here with us. We're in a series entitled 12 Rules for Life. Of course, God's golden rule is love him, love others. These are guideposts that I created for my kids. And uh, out of this, hope that it blesses you and, and kind of helps you. And today we are on rule number seven. Do you want to read it too? <laughs> I'll, I'll read it with max enthusiasm because you set me up. <laughs> I mean, you're super enthusiastic it's true. today. I try. Like um, uh, John, last, uh, oh. uh, you know, John will do this thing where he like talks gently and mouth. He's like, "Welcome!" <laughs> <laughs> so people listen to pod. Yeah. So I just decided, like, let's just stay there. Just you- stay. In okay, the I'm gonna try to sound as exciting. Oh, okay. With point number seven. So I don't bore y'all. Okay. Kill. <laughs> Your inner Esau. <laughs> Woo! Where's my hanky? <laughs> Throw my shoe. Throw a shoe at me, please. <laughs> Let me know it's good. The thing in you that would trade. The thing in you that would trade the future for the present. Mm. Success demands sacrifice. Ooh, that's good. Trade the present for the future. Physically, financially, spiritually. Discipline the present so the future is better. Mm. So, mm. <laughs> mm. do you remember what Esau did? You mm. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't even plan that. So, Esau uh, was a, a guy with two things a blessing and a birthright. Um, and he makes this decision to trade his birthright, which the birthright would go to the oldest sibling. And it was actually, you know, it sounds bad that your older sibling is getting more than you, but it came with a lot of responsibility. So if you're not familiar with kind of like the system, basically, if you had multiple kids, you would take the the oldest and give them more than all the other kids. But it came with the responsibility that if any other kids ever reached a place where they were struggling, that the eldest would take responsibility and help them, therefore they needed more. Mm-hmm. But as a place of a power within a family, like when the, the parents would die, here's now the patriarch of the whole family. They also have the provision to take care of the whole family in case something happened to them. You know, it, it was designed to kind of keep families strong. Yeah. And Esau has this, uh, you know, going to be given to him. So in his future, there's power, there's authority, there's responsibility, there's success. Like all of this is waiting in his future. But you know the story, he's out hunting one day, he comes in, and what his brother wants, who's the younger brother, is he wants the birthright. Uh, and he's been crafting a way to kind of get it. He knows his brother is hungry, and so he makes like this lentil soup, which, <laughs> you know... If that's your thing, it's your thing. I think of a lot of things. Uh, I'd rather. Uh, and so he makes the soup. The smell of it's going through the camp. Esau comes in and he's like, give me the soup. I'm about to die. <laughs> so I've kind of felt that way too sometimes Never when I'm hungry. anyone that gets hangry. hangry? Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you get them in that window and it's like, give me food. 30 minutes. <laughs> and then they're crazy. Crazy. <laughs> uh, so uh, out of this, Esau's like, I'm about to to die like give me the food and Jacob's like sure I'll give you the food if you give me your birthright and he's like take it what's it worth to me anyway and the Bible in the book of Hebrews which is one of my favorite chapters Hebrews chapter 12 
Hebrews chapter 11 is all about faith. Hebrews chapter 12 is all about discipline. Apparently, if you want to run your race, you need faith and you need discipline. Uh, so out of this, Hebrews chapter 12 is the discipline chapter, and it talks about Christ, who's this picture of discipline, who for the joy set before him endured discipline. And then the counterpoint to Christ it gives is Esau. Uh, here you have Esau who trades his present for his future. And later when he gets to his future and it's void of power, it's void of the success he should be having, it's void of the results. The Bible says he weeps bitterly and longs to go back to that moment and, and take that decision back because he traded his future for his present. And all the time in our life, we will have Esau kind of crop up in us where it's like, I know I should do this. And in the future, I should get healthy, but I really want to do this now. Yeah. Or in the future, I know I have to retire one day and I'll need money, but you know what? I really want this pair of jeans <laughs> or like whatever it may be. Right. And we're constantly trading the present for the future, not realizing that success demands sacrifice. Um, and if I want to be successful, I've got to pay the price of discipline today and discipline today so that tomorrow is what God created it to be. And that's what we're kind of talking about with killing your inner easel. Yeah. I, when we were talking about this particular point, I thought about um, a big one is relationships. Mm. And I thought about one particular moment um, years ago I was with um, several people, and all of them I cared about, um, but this one particular person spoke up, and you, you've taught from the pulpit, like, you can say a lot, but don't don't talk about my dad, because uh, I'll, I'll cut you, right? Yeah, her and dad. My dad, like, yeah, don't, don't talk about my dad. He's the greatest man ever. Hey, <laughs> you're my favorite. But no. not the greatest. <laughs> you are. Stop it. Um, but we're all sitting around. It was probably 10 different people. And um, something was said about my dad. And like something <laughs> rose up in me. And before it came out, I was like, uh-uh. I am about... Killed Esau. <laughs> kill Esau, kill Esau before you kill. <laughs> no, but I really did. I ha Everything in me was about to trade the future to defend the present. The future relationship. Yeah, the future person. of what we had mm -hmm. uh, to speak up in this moment. And it's the love of God, I mean, prevented me from hurting the future. Mm with this relationship. And I thought about that so many times in marriage, in your relationship with your kids. It is one wrong thing that you do or say that'll change the trajectory of that relationship. And for me, that's something I am heightenedly aware of mm. in all seasons, especially in this season that um, I better not... <laughs> Uh, look for uh, revenge or look for um, retaliation with my words, especially that's going to create damage that might not ever be able to be cleaned up. And I think back to that day uh, when I chose not to speak up 
because uh, it it wouldn't have been the right thing. It was just, oh, you know, it was flesh trying to rise up and defend, but it wasn't it wasn't a battle I needed to fight. And I'm so thankful that I'm far more aware of who I'm called to be in Christ than I was of who I needed to be as a daughter in right. that moment. Because to this day, I still have that relationship, and I know I would have regretted hurting the future to take care of pain in the present. Yeah, and it's this way with everything. Like Absolutely. everything. Like, for instance, here on staff, we have a retirement program where it's like employees have a chance to match. Like, okay, you'll put in a dollar, and then the corporation will put in a dollar. The only catch is you can't get that dollar back until your future. Uh, but you literally get a free dollar. Mm-hmm. Like it's guaranteed. You put in this dollar, this dollar will come in. Yeah. And so I remember bringing in the, the guy to like set this program up for us. And I asked him, like, how many people participate in company matches? And he's like, man, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's like it's amazing that people will set these programs up and then people will not like sacrifice something in the present for a free dollar. Like how many things do you get where you give a dollar and it's like, and here's a dollar. (laughs) Well, here's another, and here's another dollar. And here's another, here's another dollar. And like, if we literally had a table here built up in the present where it's like, here's a dollar, you give me a dollar and you get immediate dollar back. It's like, who wouldn't sit at that table all day and just give a dollar? Right. And like literally a program is set like that up. But the catch is it's not on the table. It won't be on the table until I'm 65. Mm. And so people don't want to give that dollar yeah. today yeah. because they're they're mindful of today versus setting their future up mm. for a better life. And this, this happens all the time financially. It happens all the time relationally of like, if, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm looking to get married, I want to become the person, yes. the person I'm looking for is looking for. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Of like the person I'm yeah. looking for is looking for a certain type of person. And so while I yeah. want that in my future, let me discipline the present to become yeah. that person so that yes. when I meet them in my future, they want to be with me. Yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to play catch up yes. for the time I lost. Yes. Yeah. So and I'm not just going to expect God to, to drop riches in my lap. I'm going to trade the, the present for the future. I'm not just going to expect a God to just drop a, a mate in my life. I'm going to trade the present for the future. I'm not just going to expect to have a great marriage. Like I'm going to trade the present for the future yeah. and come in and sacrifice today, make yeah. investments today of time and love and discipline and words that equal uh, a great marriage in the future. Yeah. So all those types of things, we must learn to kill our inner Esau and sacrifice today so that tomorrow is better. Oh, man. It's, like you said, it's true in every area. And it, the sooner you start, and we know this, but the sooner you start, it becomes easier to do. Yes. And, but yet we're so focused on the starting line that we don't aren't paying attention to what will be. Yeah. And it's, it's too hard is often our excuse. It's too much discipline. It's too sacrificial right now. But what was that? The line said, success demands sacrifice. And if we do want to be, I keep going back to relationships, like sacrifice for success is worth it. 
like to sacrifice being right in the conversation is worth the success of the relationship being strong. And I just, I love this point because I do think we see it um, in Esau's story, but we don't, we don't relate to it. I often used to think, I wonder if Esau thought he was being serious, like he had to trade his birthright. But in when we think about that, mm. it's the absolute truth. The seriousness of the moment. It is. The extremely... seriousness of today. Yes. Yeah. Today impacts the future, good or bad. You know, I, I, we asked that question a couple of weeks ago of like, if you could go back in your 20s and do anything differently. And you talked about like overcoming um, insecurity and like really identifying who you are and, mm-hmm. and do you boo run your race? Uh, and <laughs> the power of like learning right. that of like yeah. me being comfortable with who I am running that race and kind of accepting that if I could go back in my 20s and do anything differently, I did not count the price physically. Um, and like my, my uncle passed away, uh, way too early. My father passed away when he was 44. Um, like in my twenties, I got so undisciplined physically Mm -hmm. and on my 30th birthday, I go in, uh, for a physical. And that, that's one thing that like I learned from my father's, he would not go to a doctor like ever mm-hmm. would not go to a doctor. Cause I think in his, in his heart, he kind of knew he needed to go. And then he knew that they would probably tell him to discipline today right. to kill Esau. Right. That like you're playing with something you don't want to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're entertaining something you don't want to be led by. Um, and he knew that, but he, he didn't confront that. And like what happened in his life, he passed away of a heart attack, 44 years old, mm-hmm. Uh, out of that, so preventable, uh, especially where medical technology is today. Um, and and out of that, like I'm 30, I'm sitting in the doctor's office. I'm not going to make that same mistake. I'm like, I, I will go see a doctor. And, and not even when I'm feeling bad to just get a physical, get my blood drawn. Like, where's my sugar level at? How's my cholesterol? How's my blood pressure? And I kind of have this wake up moment in the doctor's office. Like if I keep going in the direction I, I'm going, like my dad didn't get to walk my, my, my sister down the aisle. Like he didn't see me graduate. I know he did in heaven, but I didn't get to see him see me graduate uh, high school. I didn't get to see him see me preach my first message. And all those types of things, like all of this was in the future. Uh, but, you know, in the present, these types of things that like went unaddressed killed the future uh, for what it wanted in the present. And I realized I'm doing the exact same thing. Like, and I have the potential to be there for my kids' wedding days and to, to if my sons preach, to watch their first messages. And um, like, I, I have that. It, it can literally be in my future with some of these decisions that I'm making. And I am being unwise. And I had to come back in my 30s and make up for what I did not do in my 20s and taking care of my temple. I'm still not where I want to be, but I I thank God by his grace, I'm making progress kind of in that area. And I would say like one of the things I've learned with that to make progress in, and this is hard, but it's to bring other people in on the journey. When left alone, we're typically undisciplined. Uh, But like if I will open up my finances to someone and be like, hold me accountable here. Like, come here. And I've had some young men do this of like, Pastor Joel, I want to be better with money. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> let me see what you're doing with your money. And I'll show you a plan. Now let me then come back uh, every two months and let's see progress. 
uh, let's see debts be paid off. Let's see a budget. Uh, let's see some investments. Let's get this money making more money. Like yeah. you don't want to be making money the rest of your life or working for money. Learn the secret of making money work for you. Yeah. Like come back and it helps to have accountability. And for me, whenever I try to work out alone, that's where I always kind of find like, this is not going the way I thought it should go. Like, let me bring accountability yeah. in this yeah. area of my life. And I think that that helps a lot with discipline. Yeah. Well, I see uh, we were in staff prayer and John was leading prayer. You were out of town. I think you're in India or something. This was a while back. And um, John said, we need to find out what Pastor Joel prayed seven years ago because we're living in what he prayed out seven years ago. And it's so true. You're so far ahead with the future, like seeing the future and and you plan our family, the church, your personal walk, like you plan today for what you want to see in seven years. And I've seen you be so faithful to walk those things out. It's gotten our family to such a great place, and it's pretty amazing. Well, you know, I, I think, and I'll close with this, the Bible teaches us where there is no vision, people cast off discipline. Yeah. And so the, the counterbalance to Esau in Hebrews 12 is Jesus. And it's like, look how disciplined he was. It's like he endured the cross. He went through these moments of like severe pain in the present for a more glorious future. And he said, why? It was for the joy that was set before him. And if it's like, if I know what I'm saving for, it's easier to save. If I know I'm working out for this and it's not just for, you know, the sake of it, yeah. uh, like it's easier to, to stay working so out. True. But anytime I lose the vision, I lose discipline. In fact, yeah. if there's anybody in your life who's losing discipline, I guarantee you they've lost uh, vision first. They don't see why the discipline is necessary. And until they see why, the, especially with addiction and those types of things, if they are wrestling with addiction and they are not disciplined or wanting to be disciplined in that area, they've lost sight as to why they need to be. And you can talk to them about discipline all day long, but if they don't see why they need to be disciplined, that discipline will never be counted on. It'll never be carried out. They need vision and they need accountability. Um, and so it's the same thing in our own life. If we constantly need to be looking at the future, right. so we work up the courage to fight for it. Okay. Uh, and to, to constantly be looking at this is why it's important that I kill my Esau's, because this is waiting for me in the future, mm -hmm. which is a little bit of discipline in my life today. Man, mm. you that's your subject. <laughs> You're like, you, still, you could go like five more topics. I can. Like, I go. think this is supposed to be a dialogue. <laughs> We've already established you're a little chatty. A little. It's true. I love it. Mm. No, I get so caught up in coffee time. I'm like, that is so good. And then I, I can tell you're about to close. I'm like, oh, I'm a, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I enjoy coffee time like y'all enjoy coffee time. Mm. <laughs> so good. Mm, kill the, so kill your inner Esau. Kill your inner Esau. Let's do it Love together. It. Come on. Ready to do dare? Yes, sir. Let's do it.